Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to our next episode in our mini-series on burnout prevention using the process management tools. And the topic of our today's episode is the VOC, the voice of the customer. And of course it depends on whom you analyze this process for. If it is your personally, then probably you know the answers on the questions. Yet if you try to prevent burnout for somebody else, for your team, for somebody whom you see that he or she is experiencing burnout, then you have to listen also to the voice of the customer. That is something we often forget. We try to resolve not the issue with regard to the process. We try to help our customers by, for example, restructuring our process and changing something within our process. If you have to understand what the issue of your customer is, it is this person who experiences burnout, there are many ways how you can collect the data. I think the first and most obvious one is to collect some interviews. You can go to a person, you can talk to him or to her in order to understand what exactly happened, what are the reasons, what this person could do or what you could do in order to prevent burnout and know what actually happened. Unfortunately, interviews are very hard to conduct. On the one hand side, it's easy. You just have to ask the questions. On the other hand side, it's very hard because you are not allowed to bias the interview and through your questions, you probably will or you probably will approximate the state. And the people don't like talking about the psychological issues. That is why having an interview is a kind of complex situation and you have to be prepared. The one more thing that you have to take into account that those people who are already in the state of burnout, they will not give you objective answers, even though they might seem to them as being objective. But my experience shows that the people are in so much negative and in so much bad mood, sad mood, that they will give you, they will see only the bad things and sometimes they will be highly exaggerated. That is why having an interview with such a person will definitely bring you something but it is not sufficient or maybe even misleading. That is why I recommend you to add additional way of collecting information. I think in this event, the best way is to combine it with an observation. Try to observe how the person works, what are the problems. Try to observe the person over a, over a certain time, let's say over one week, and see what happened in different interactions, in different activities, what kind of activities this person has to be involved in. And if you make the observation, you will have objective information. It is not what person mentioned, but it is what you saw. And it doesn't mean you have to sit in front of the camera and the camera has to observe, but just try to sit close, try to be in one office with this person, try to visit this person more often and see what kind of interactions happen there. So the idea is not, not don't spy on someone, but have an observation as a as a good manager, you always know what happens within your team and it doesn't mean that you have to sit all the time there, but I think you know what I'm talking about. You can always find a way how to observe different activities within your team. The problem of observation is that you have to spend a lot of time. The problem with the interview is that it is very subjective. The advantage of an interview is that you get the immediate response from the person whom you want to help. 
And um, I think there is something additional we can add to it. There is not only interview that you can conduct, but you can also organize a focus group where you take several people from the same team and let them discuss something. And um, there can be very interesting consequences of this. I'm not a big fan of focus groups because I think that they highly skewed information. Because many people, if they start talking one on one topic and they get a dominant theme and everybody joined this theme and some things that also matter, they will not be mentioned or they will be treated as if they are less important. On the other hand, if you have the focus group, you have an opportunity for this person who is suffering from burnout to distantiate himself or herself from the problem and talk with all other people and you will see through the interaction what are the issues, by the way. Uh, you also save a lot of time. Having, let's say, 7, 8 or 20 interviews is very hard. It, it, it is very time-consuming. But if you have 5 or 7 or 10 people sitting in one room talking about one problem, you have all of a sudden a lot of information coming from different sides. And you also know that it is not only about one person, it is also about the interaction within the team. And that is why if somebody in your team experiences burnout, then having them all together may help you identify what actually the issue is and where you can intervene using also the other colleagues. Yet here we have the same problem. Those people who have psychological issues, they don't like to talk about them or vice versa. They try to dominate the communication and tell how bad the situation is and you have to steer against it. The main rule is don't get on the personal level, don't get to this individual level, don't ask direct problems and let them discuss your process related issues and everybody in the team will tell their opinion and you will find out to indicate the issues within the process that you can address but don't ask specific person and say hey we are here because we want to help john with his issues this will never work and actually this will have a very opposite effect and will look like bullying that's why don't do it just don't but let them all sit together discuss some, let's say, process-related problems and you will notice how easy it is to find also other issues that make people worried. And if you know these issues, you can try to structure them, run the exercise from the previous episode, this five whys for the fishbone diagram, and try to understand how to address this specific issue in order to help all people in the team and especially those from whom you also have information. And finally, the fourth method I can tell you about the data collection are the surveys. In the event of the survey, you can just simply ask people using the Likert scale. So they have the question or a statement and they have to evaluate it on the scale from, let's say, completely disagree to completely agree or on the scale from very rare to very often and so on. And the Pro of this method is that there are a lot of established scale and you can take the Copenhagen burnout inventory, the scale from the burnout measurement, and you can use other scales for process analysis. We develop in our research scale on the process maturity analysis and so on. So you can combine them, make a questionnaire containing, let's say, 50 questions, give it to your employees, analyze them and have, let's say, the proven established tested tool that will indicate if there is an issue, you can run regression based on this or something like this. And then you will know that this is for sure. The advantage is the easiness. It sounds complex, but actually it's very easy. And a lot of papers, they offer the questionnaire in the middle or at the end of the paper. You can find it directly. You have usual translations in all possible languages. The other pro, it is very likely that the method will work and you will measure exactly what you have to measure. 
if it is a strong journal, then the scale is usually very good. You can apply it and make it uh, make the data collection successful and collect all the information you need. But this is also a disadvantage. I tell you the all the information you need, but by the way, you may not know what you need. You may assume that it is about the emotional labor that leads to burnout. And we have the scale for the emotional labor from Brotherich and colleagues, and we have the scale for burnout, Copenhagen burnout inventory. You can test them and you will find probably what you want to find. But what if there are other reasons that you don't know about? Can you ask the question about something you don't know? Here we go to the issue, uh, this big conflict between, between the positivist and constructivist, whether you know already what you want to know, you just need to know how to measure it, or whether it doesn't exist, and through your measurement, through the approximating the problem, you will discover it. If you want, listen to one of my previous episodes on the constructivist and positivist approach to measurements. So, having questionnaire will give you some advantages, the speed, the quality of data, but also disadvantage, that it might happen that you do not notice that there was something else you had to measure. In the event of a qualitative interview, you will probably find more reasons, even though you may not know how to measure them directly. If you want to address the issue of burnout, collect most data from those people whom you think or who you think may suffer from burnout, whom you want to help prevent burnout appearance, maybe your employees or your colleagues. I hope it was helpful, wish you good luck, uh, try to implement this tool, try to find out what you need, don't forget about your customer. Wish you all the best, see you in the next episode, bye bye.